your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Matthew, chapter 2, and go there in the Word of God. Very familiar portion of Scripture in the Christmas story. Amen. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Last uh, Monday, just a few days ago, there was a phenomenon that took place in the heavens that hasn't took place for some 800 years. And actually, uh, it won't take place again for another long, long time. But what happened is that Jupiter and Saturn actually aligned perfectly in the southern sky. And uh, those of you who had the opportunity to see it saw one of the greatest phenomenons. They actually called it the Bethlehem Star. And what happened was Jupiter and Saturn, they aligned perfectly. And the way that they shone in the night sky was it, it shone brighter than the North Star. And this phenomenon, like I said, called the Bethlehem star, was a rare phenomenon, but I believe it was God showing us and giving us an understanding that even after this year, 2020, 2020 has been insane. It's been crazy. It's been ups. It's been downs. It's been uncertainty. It's been hard. It's been rough. You know, in a few weeks, 2020 is going to be gone. And each and every one of us, I'm sure you would have the same sentiment as me. And that is good riddance. Goodbye, 2020. We don't want you anymore. But even after the crazy year that we experienced, God himself showed a sign in the heaven. And what he declared to each and every one of us on Monday night, the Monday right before Christmas, as he was saying, even after this crazy year, the only answer is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, in his grace and in his mercy, stepped out of heaven some 2,000 years ago, and the Bible record is, uh, records it for us. That what shone in the, in, in the star or in the sky was a star that was so radiant. It was so bright that it declared the birth of a savior. And all these years later, in 2020, the same answer for you and I is still Jesus. And that's what he showed us on Monday. Those of you that missed it, you can look back. I'm sure they have pictures of it online. But the Bethlehem star phenomenon this year was to show us that this Christmas we can rejoice. And even though Christmas or that this year has been insanity, it's been hard, it's been difficult, it's been so many things, but pleasant. We can look this Christmas and say, I'm going to rejoice at the star. In our Bibles, we're going to read a scripture. It's the story of the wise men following that star. 
And we're going we're gonna, to uh, read a few portions of Scripture. Matthew chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. If you have your Bibles, follow along. Going through to verse 11. The Bible says this. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them, where is the Christ who was to be born? So he said to him in Bethlehem. So they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophets. But you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, uh, are you not the least among the rulers of Judah? For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring him, uh, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. Uh, verse nine, then they heard the king. Uh, when they heard the king, they departed and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Then when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and they worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold, frankincense and myrrh. Let's talk firstly about darkness at Christmas. The truth that we see in our text and in our scripture is that Christmas isn't holly and jolly for everyone. We hear the Christmas songs, have a holly jolly Christmas. Uh, Christmas is my favorite time of year. Feliz Navidad. Uh, we have all these songs that reference and talk about the joy that is found at Christmas. But the truth of the matter is, is that for many people, Christmas can be a time of darkness. Christmas can be a time where things aren't going the way that they wanted them to. This year has been actually a culmination of darkness. That where we are in this time in history, we are in a very dark moment in society. And this is the truth. We have COVID that we have to deal with. Then we have financial strain. Many people lost their jobs. Many people had no financial assurance. There was loss of life. Uh, loved ones that this year passed on, maybe because of COVID or maybe because that's just the way life happened. There are people that are not going to be sitting at the Christmas table this year because they've gone on into eternity. There's been hardships. There's been issues of depression and oppression. There has been heartache this year. And so this is what we see in our scripture as we begin to read and as we begin to look at this story, the Christmas story. What it shows us is that darkness has always been a part of Christmas. It's just that this year it seems like darkness has been amplified. 
Darkness has been made greater than what we can bear or what we can imagine. The birth of Jesus was in a dark time in the history of the Jews. We know and we understand that the people of God, they were living under Roman rule. There was oppression. There was hardships in their lives. There was civil unrest. There was uh, rebels that were fighting against the Romans and they were coming up with these uh, uh, issues and problems and the Jewish people at the time where Jesus was born it was in a very dark moment in history there was oppression there was social upheaval that was taking place uh, there was a longing among the Jewish people for a savior they were crying out to God for a Messiah. Please, somebody alleviate this pain, this anguish, this darkness that I feel. The children of Israel were an omen of darkness. However, even though they saw darkness all around them, what they did and what we see in our scripture, what we just read, is that they held on to what was prophesied hundreds of years before. The prophets, Isaiah, Joel, the prophets, as we read their prophecies, they speak of a coming Messiah. They speak of a coming Savior. And what the children of Israel did in these dark times is they didn't give up on those promises, but it actually, that's what they held on to. These promises that the prophets spoke of, this is what they grasped. This is what they held close to their hearts. This is what they held close to their lives. This is what darkness should do for us, especially in this time of Christmas, is that it shouldn't push us away from God. But what it should do is it should draw us closer to the promises that Jesus Christ himself, that God Almighty has made in your life personally. This is what it should do, just like we see in our scripture. We read in Herod, when, he, uh, when the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of all the people together, he inquired of them, where is the Christ that was to be born? And they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it was written by the prophet, you Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are you not the least among the rulers of Judah? For out of you shall come a ruler who would shepherd my people Israel. You see, in these dark times, they saw and they looked all around them and it didn't look favorable. It didn't look like things were great. It didn't look, uh, perhaps there was issues and problems that they were facing personally, but collectively as a people of God, they were in a dark moment, but they held on to the promise. Like I said, this is what we should do. How many of you know that darkness does not diminish what God still wants to do? And from the beginning of time, this is what we see is that it's especially in darkness that God's presence still remains prevalent. Genesis 1 and verse 2. This is the story of creation in the book of beginnings. We see something very profound about the nature of God. And that is that in moments of darkness, that is when he chooses to shine the brightest. Genesis 1 verse 2, the earth was without form. It was void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face 
of the waters. This should give us an incredible hope, beloved, that even though things may look bleak and dark all around us, especially at Christmas, maybe you're going into the Christmas season in a few days tomorrow, Christmas Eve, thir uh, 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 Friday, Christmas Day, and you have nothing to look forward to. Can I declare to you that the Spirit of God is still alive? That Jesus Christ, He sits at the right hand of the Father. He's elevated in glory. And His hope for you is that even in your dark times, that's when He wants to shine the brightest. On the day Jesus was born, this was a manifestation of God returning to what we just read in Genesis in the book of Genesis, as darkness hovered over the face of the deep, as darkness surrounded the entire world, the Bible says, my spirit, God says, my spirit, it was still there. It wasn't diminished. And when Jesus Christ was born, when the star shone in the sky, what God was doing is he was returning back and he was saying, now my spirit is coming back into the world. Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, to live among you, to live as you, to give you a hope of restoration and of blessing and of favor. And God is coming back to his original purpose. In our text, now Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod. And behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we have come to worship him. That star, it shone bright through the darkness. It cut through to give people who were holding on to a promise, a hope. And this Christmas, it may be dark, but God shone his light one more time just this last Monday. In the heavens, aligning it perfectly to show us Jesus Christ is still the answer. Jesus Christ is still the light of the world. Jesus Christ is still the hope. Jesus Christ is still our salvation, our redeemer, our deliverer. Our rescue. The thing is, though, is we can get distracted. The problem with darkness is that this is what it does, is it becomes a distraction. Because in darkness, how many of you know that our vision can be affected? There are things that God perhaps has promised you, specifically promises that God has given you into your life that have not come to pass. And you may look around. And how things are going in this world, in this time. And it doesn't look like, like, like there's much hope. But that is because darkness has an ability to bring us to wrong conclusions and affect what God wants to do in our life. It can affect our focus. We can begin to only focus on the problems. We can begin to focus on everything that's wrong. We begin to focus on the drama. We begin to focus with everything wrong in the world. We begin to only focus on everything wrong with our marriage, on everything wrong with our kids, on everything wrong with the church. But the focus needs to be, remain the same. And that is that God has spoken specific things about your situation. God has spoken very clear things into our lives. 
And that must be our focus. Not what you see. You know, rarely in the kingdom of God are things what they seem. You look around and things don't seem the greatest. But God says, I'm not done. I've spoken things into your life. I've spoken things into your heart. I have ministered clearly into every issue of life. Yeah, there are going to be problems. Yeah, there are going to be issues. Yeah, there is going to be darkness that comes. But don't you dare focus on those things. Jesus in his ministry, he brings an understanding to this. John 16, he says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. This is Jesus speaking. This is why he came into earth. Yeah, there is going to be tribulation. Yeah, there is going to be hardships. Yeah, there are going to be issues, but don't let those distract you. Don't let those things come in between you and God. Don't let the distraction blind you or affect your focus. For many Christians, Christmas is not a celebration. What Christmas actually is, it's feelings of anxiety, feelings of stress. There are some believers who you are hopeless at Christmas. There's a despair that has overwhelmed your life because of how life plays out during the year. We can many times come to a place at Christmas, Christmas time. We, we enter into it. I don't even care this year. Yeah, you can have Christmas. You can stick Christmas where the sun don't shine. But think about what we're actually celebrating. The birth of our Savior. The birth of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. God himself came into earth. And there are some Christians who you do not have the joy at Christmas. Because as life has taken its course this year. As the enemy has brought assault against our lives. Its purpose is to kill the Christmas spirit in our lives and in our salvation. If there was ever a time for Christians to be the happiest, it should be at Christmas. Because of what it represents. Yeah, consumerism and, you know, all the craziness of what Christmas has become has begun to affect it. But nonetheless, they can have all the insanity. Give me Jesus. Because that's what I'm going to rejoice in. You see, the reason the enemy brings the assault against our lives is to kill your joy at Christmas. The, bio, the enemy knows that uh, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And what the enemy wants more than anything this Christmas is to kill your strength. We read a prophetic vision of what the enemy wants to do at Christmas time in Revelation 1, uh, 12, 1 through 4. The Bible says, Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of 12 stars. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. 
And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head. And his tail drew a third of the stars of the heaven and threw them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. You see, that perfectly describes the assault that you're under. It's relentless. It's overwhelming. And its sole purpose is to destroy the reason we celebrate Christmas. It's because of Jesus Christ. And if we're not careful, we can allow for the assaults from hell to come against our lives and kill the Christmas spirit. Rejoicing, that's what we read in our scripture. The Bible says that just at the sight of the store, they rejoiced. They hadn't even seen Jesus yet. I wonder, are you rejoicing this Christmas? Or has the assaults from hell overwhelmed you so much? Have you allowed for the Christmas dragon to consume you and kill the joy that we're supposed to have at Christmas? Not everyone celebrates the same either. We see in our scripture, wise men, they wanted to worship Jesus. That was their whole goal in following the star, in making this journey. All they wanted to do was fall down and worship the king that was promised to the Jews. But for Herod, he said he wanted to worship. He said he wanted to go and find the baby Jesus. But in actuality, he saw Jesus as a threat. Scripture says in our text, then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star had appeared. And he went to the uh, and, and he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring back word to me that I may come and worship him also. He, he never had any intention on worshiping Jesus. He actually wanted to kill Jesus. And we read later on in scripture that Herod makes an edict. He makes a, de a declaration to kill every male child two years and under. Because this is how the world celebrates Christmas. It's all about them. It's all about consuming. It's all about wanting what they want. There's going to be a temptation, people. Maybe you're listening online and you're a new convert. You're going to get around family that isn't saved. You're going to be around people who say they're celebrating Christmas, but they don't celebrate it the same way we do. And there's going to be temptations. Oh, come on, man. What do you mean you can't take a shot? It's Christmas. And for many people, that's the temptation. That's where they fall. Many addicts, they'll relapse at Christmas time because they're not celebrating the same way we do. You see, the wise men, they wanted to rejoice. They wanted to worship Jesus. But what this world says is it's all about you. You do what you feel is right in your life. So people are going to be drinking, partying, hooking up, relapsing. The very reason Jesus came into the world was to deliver us from that lifestyle. And this Christmas, it's not a time for us to be distracted. 
It's not a time for us to let our guard down. It's not a time for us to allow the pressure of family to lead us into decisions that we know we shouldn't be doing. Jesus Christ came to rescue us, to help us. Now is not the time to be distracted. Now is the time to have the clearest focus ever and to say, you know what? I survived 2020 so that my 2021 can be better. So that my 2021 can be a year of breakthrough, can be a year of restoration, can be a year of hope, be a year where life is completely different. We need to take stands for righteousness this Christmas and not let the distractions and the darkness come against us, not let the enemy, you know, the enemy has punked us for too long. Now it's time to stand up and say, no, I'm going to rejoice this Christmas in the joy of my Savior. Let's talk lastly about rejoicing at the star. You know, the reason the wise men rejoiced at the star, it was because it was a fulfillment of God's promise. In that moment, when they saw the star in Bethlehem, they knew that the word of God was true. And that the word of God prevails. And that the word of God, no matter what comes against our lives, whatever God has spoken, whatever promise he has made in your life, he's going to fulfill it. And how many of you know, you and I, this evening, God still wants to fulfill his promise in your life. This is what God is doing now. God still has promises that he wants to bring to pass in our lives. The Bible says, when they heard the king, they departed. And behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came down and stood over where the young child was. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. They rejoiced at the fulfillment of promise. And that's what God wants to do today. He wants to fulfill his promises in your life. His promise that he's spoken about your children. His promise of salvation coming into your home. His promise of redemption. I wonder, can you rejoice at the promise that God has made for you? They rejoiced at the star because what it meant is that soon they would be face to face with the living Son of God. You see, it was in this moment that God himself came into the darkness to change us, to help us, to redeem us, to restore us. It was spoken about in prophecy, Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. Matthew 1, 20, uh, 22 and 23. This is the fulfillment of that prophecy. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. There are some people who profess to be Christians, but God is far from them. There are some people who profess to love God, to 
to, to be in the will of God, but God is so far. I wonder this Christmas, is God Emmanuel in your life? This Christmas, is God with you? Or have you begun to let your guard down? Have you begun to be pulled by this world? Bible talks about Samson, that the spirit of God left him and he knew not. That's a dangerous place to be this Christmas. But the hope that we have is that we can have an encounter with the living God, just like the wise men did had an encounter with the living God, saw him face to face. You can know Jesus. That's why he came to earth, was to be our redeemer. When Jesus Christ was born, love was brought into this world. They worshiped the living King of kings and Lord of lords. Our hearts this Christmas should be filled with rejoicing. Our hearts this Christmas should be filled with praise and worship for all that God has done and all that he still wants to do because he's not done. Bible says, and when they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother. They fell down and they worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him of gold, frankincense and myrrh. You know, for you and I, this year, this Christmas, the answer is Jesus. For whatever we face in life, it's Jesus Christ. And it's because of Jesus Christ that we can rejoice. And we can look forward to a greater 2021. You know, I can rejoice this Christmas. Because the sole reason that Jesus Christ was born and came into the world was to rescue me. The sole reason Jesus Christ came into this world was to rescue you. And that's why I can rejoice this Christmas. That's why I can have a good time and celebrate because Jesus Christ came to rescue me, to save me, to redeem me, to help me. And he came to do the same for you. Let's bow our heads.